Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Preview show. I'm not sure if we're on or not, Dave. In all honesty, we could be on here. We could be on, could be on air here. Didn't do the normal intro thing. If we are on air, hello to everyone that's uh, watching. I'm going to have a little check. Oh, we are on. We are on. Excellent. I didn't say any <laughs> intro or anything after just giving the producer Lee some praise. I don't know what's <laughs> happened there. Dave, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. Thanks. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, good. Taken by surprise there. Welcome to the show. 1874 preview show. Liverpool against Aston Villa tomorrow at Anfield, looking forward to it. I've got a really sneaky good feeling for, for tomorrow's game. I've got I've got to say, Dave, we've been deep in transfer activity at Sky yesterday, so we may not be up to speed with absolutely everything. Neither of us know whether Longley was registered in time to play. So if anyone wants to let us know in the comments whether Clement Longley is available on Sunday, that would be excellent. Let's just talk about the, the transfer deadline day, Dave. I was with you in the morning and you were saying to me, <laughs> you know, what? I've just got a sneaky feeling a, a, an attacking player is going to come in. A surprise, which I've got to be honest, you excited me a little bit when, when you said yeah, that. Alas, we got to the end of the window and that, that didn't happen, Dave. But overall, I think it's a, it's a positive window for Villa. I would say we're maybe one short, but I trust Unai Emery. It's kind of like a, a quality rather than quantity squad now, I would say. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you're right. I was excited yesterday. I can only apologise to you. Uh, because I thought that someone might come in. Um, just because of the, the outgoings that have happened, I just thought we probably are one short and we probably needed another attacking player. So I, as, the, as the morning went on, I got myself more and more excited for it, which is a bit annoying because by yeah. the end of the day, nothing nothing happened. Um, but you're right. Overall, I would say a, a fantastic window for Aston Villa to get the players in. We've got quality in. Um, I would say 
all the players that we've brought in have really added something to the squad, different kinds of players that we didn't already have. And I'd say, yeah, overall, a very successful window. I think Unai Emery himself would have liked to have got one more in. But as he showed in January, you know, the money was available to him in January. And he said, you know, I'm not going to spend for the sake of spending on players. And he'll only spend if the right player comes along. And for Unai Emery, it turns out that the right player didn't come along for us on deadline day. So we kind of, we, we have what we have. And I think it's still a very strong squad and some uh, a, a squad that should do well in the Premier League and in Europe as well. Yeah, I saw Alex Berwick on, uh, or Berwick, I never know how to say so. No, actually, on Twitter, he like, posted the, what he thinks like, the match day squad would be if everyone was fit and there was 20 in there. And then Troy, Troy Oro wasn't on the bench and Chambers wasn't on the bench in that squad. So, you know, we have got numbers. Obviously, a, a few injuries would cause us problems. I think maybe, I think the squad's maybe stronger than perhaps we think as a fan base. I think maybe the injury to, obviously Mings is now covered, but maybe the injury to, to Wendere has kind of taken the shine off the squad a little bit because I really think he was going to be an impactful player. I think he was Villa's 12th man. So I don't think he was in Villa's best 11, but he still would have played a lot of games and I think he would have come on and tried to change games. If Coutinho goes, it's kind of like Zaniolo's replacing Buendia and Coutinho, which I think that's where I've got in my head that we might be one short. Yeah, possibly. And I think, you know, people forget as well, you know, the injury to Jacob Ramsey. He should be back in, well, after the international break, I think was the latest that we heard. So only a couple of weeks away for him to return. And I know it's going to take him maybe two two weeks to get up to full speed, but he's going to be massive when he returns and, you know, a first teamer uh, when he does return. I think you're right. I mean, for me, Buendia would have played, would have probably started some of the, the opening games. Oh, he'd have been playing instead of Ramsey, absolutely. He'd yeah. Been playing instead of Ramsey. Um, so he is he is a big miss. Um, but you're right, the, the, those two injuries, Buendia and, and Mings, have kind of not, not damaged us, but almost, you know, set us back a little bit and we've had to go out and find other players. Longley's come in, you know, he's a depth option. Zaniolo's come in, who... I think, you know, we'll wait and see how he gets on, but he could end up being a depth option or he could end up being a, a fantastic starter for us. So it's a kind of wait and see for those developments to happen on the players that we've brought in close to the end of the window. Yeah, I think a few people, Neil Taylor, not not the Neil Taylor, I don't think, and, and Gareth Bedford are saying 8 out of 10 for the window. I think I'd, I'd probably go along with that. I think 8 out of 10, and that, you know, it's a it's a high 8 as well. I don't think it's a, it's a low 8 towards a 7. I think it's probably an 8 towards a 9. I think towards the end of like the, the window as well, in the end of the month, I think a few positives have, have happened on the pitch. Diaby has hit the ground running straight away and looks just completely suited to the Premier League, in particular away games, which I think could be really good on Sunday. Leon Bailey looks like he's found a, a little bit of form. He scored in his last three games, I, I, I believe. So, again, that's a positive. Luca Dean's form has, has, has definitely been, been a plus. Everyone knows my, my thoughts on him, but I've, I've got to say he's been good over the last few weeks. And then on Thursday night as well, there was the emergence of, of Kellyman, albeit against a, a poor hip side. But I think he comes in and he's someone who can who's definitely capable of, of sitting up, sitting on the bench in, in certain games. I think there has been a, a few positives towards the end of the window as well, if not necessarily because we've brought players in. Yeah, definitely. And another kind of strand to that is, and we talked about this pre-season and at the start of this season, is about Villa's flexibility now and versatility. And, you know, last season we saw John McGinn play on the right-hand side. And 
I saw him there and thought that is the perfect position for him. This season, we've seen him switch over to the left. We've seen Leon Bailey start on that right-hand side. And I know some Villa fans aren't too sure on Bailey, I think for good reason at the moment. But in certain games, he's able to put in strong performances. And then you see last week against Burnley and you see Matty Cash play in a high uh, and wide role on the right-hand side. And that was something that, I mean, we've seen him play there for Nottingham Forest, but really we haven't seen him play there that much in a Villa shirt. He's done it on the odd occasion. And then he comes in and puts in a stellar performance in a high and wide right position. So, again, you watch that and go, oh, wow, that's an- that's another option for us yeah, on the right-hand side. And you think, God, we've got so much kind of flexibility now that, you know, if there is another injury, which we hope there isn't in that midfield, then we can kind of switch things around and players know what's expected of them. It was that that performance last week from Matty Gash I thought was absolutely outstanding. So positives on the pitch. You mentioned Kellerman there. You know, he's done himself the world of good in pre-season and against the Bernie, and I think he's going to get minutes. He was really highly rated, wasn't he, in um, in the junior setup once we brought him in from Derby. And, uh, you know, I think with the with the departures of Philogene, Ramsey, Archer, he's going to find himself having more first-team minutes in the Europa Conference League. So absolutely a plus for him on that point too. The one worry in the squad is still probably if anything were to happen to Ollie Watkins. But again, over the last couple of weeks, Duran scored a couple of goals, so there is a, a backup forward there. He's a, he's a unique player. I'm not saying he's definitely first team ready, but I think you know you know he's there when, mm. when he's on the pitch. So there is a backup to Watkins, but he would be probably the biggest miss that, that, that we could have in terms of, of outfielders. And we thought maybe the Archer was going to be the man that came in for him. And he's, he's ended up obviously going for, for for a lot of minutes. I suppose in, squad-wise, I think we're well set. There's a, there's, a, there's a few questions, but I think if we can get to January without anything too major happening, we'll look at the market again and, and see what happens. Let's talk about the the Liverpool game then. Arguably, or well, probably in the season so far, I'd say the result of the season last weekend, Liverpool going away to Newcastle and winning 2-1 with 10 men. Absolutely marvellous character from them. And Darwin Nunes, two really, really good finishes. Nice to see him coming into form just as Aston Villa are about to rock up at Anfield. But I do think there's things there that Villa can exploit. No Van Dijk, no Canate. Still kind of sorting out their midfield at the moment. It's it's a new midfield. Gravenberg won't won't be able to play for them. He wasn't registered in time, so it just feels like a in terms of how they play. For me, Villa, the way we play away from home, I feel like this is a, a decent test for us and a, and a good fixture. And it'd be interesting to see us away against a big team after what happened away at Newcastle. Yeah, and Unai Emery said in his uh, pre-match press conference, you know, if if we want to be he was asked a question around Champions League and European football and Villa challenging the top four, top six, top seven again. And he said, you know, if we want to get up to that level this season, going away to Liverpool is a place we need to go and get a result. And I think it's almost, you know, supporters have to have a bit of a, a change of mindset as well because it gets to a Friday and I'm I'm absolutely guilty of this because it gets to Friday before the game away at Burnley and you go, oh, God, Burnley's a tough place to go. You know, it could be a real tough one. And it's almost like we have to switch that mindset and go, do you know what? We should go to Burnley and turn them over fairly comfortably. Yeah, and that is obviously how it turned out. And, you know, we shouldn't be thinking on a on a Saturday morning or a Friday night, God, we've got to go to Anfield. This is going to be this is going to be a backs-to-the-wall job. It's like, you know, we've been in that mindset for such a long time that actually we kind of need to take a step back, flip that and go, do you know what? We're in a much better place now than we've ever been. 
and we need to go to Liverpool and put on a performance and go toe-to-toe with them. And I think, you know, they have got problems defensively, haven't they? Uh, Van Dijk, as you say, Canate uh, is out as well, although he, you know, he, he said he's not going to be ready for this game, but I don't really know what they're going to do defensively, Liverpool, in this game without Canate, without Virgil van Dijk. So, they've, they've, they're very gettable as well with the, the whole Trent Alexander-Arnold thing at right back. Him coming inside, Anthony Gordon did a right job on him. He basically followed him for most of that first half. And then whenever the ball broke, he was away down that, the Newcastle left, the Liverpool right. Um, they did a lot of kind of tight, intricate passing Newcastle as well on, on their uh, right-hand side. And then they kind of tried to suck Liverpool over to the right and then made the big switch over to Gordon on the left, who was isolated. So we might see something like that. We might see John McGinn be the one that follows Alexander-Arnold into midfield. as Liverpool You'd think he could do a job on Alexander-Arnold, wouldn't you? you think he's perfectly suited to that, McGinn? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it gives us an extra number in there. You know, McGinn is used to going in there as well. It's not like when McGinn's out on the left-hand side, he's playing the flat 4-4-2 as we kind of do out of possession. You know, he's very used to going inside and being in that number 10 position. So it, it almost makes perfect sense for McGinn to do that job on, on Trent Alexander-Arnold on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting what you say about mindset because I was guilty last week as well of thinking, oh, this, is, this will be a tough one at Burnley. I predicted 1-1. For some reason, I feel the opposite today, so we'll probably get turned over. I feel the opposite. I'm really excited and I really think, I actually think we can go there and win. Like, I genuinely think that in, in my head that, we can cause them problems rather than what they can they can do to us. I think this is a hard game for them with the way that we, way that we set up and the way we play in our front two against their back line. I think on the break, Watkins and Diaby can really get at them and and cause them problems. If if Alexander Arnold goes marauding, which he's very good at, you've got a Gomez and Matip partnership there that aren't used to playing together, don't play together every week. If one of them's playing, it's usually next to Van Dijk. I really think we can get at them and, and cause them problems. And I was at the game at Anfield last year and we were really good that day, and especially in the first half. We, we got at them, we, we caused them problems and we didn't have a player like Diaby in, in that game. So I, I'm actually going to it more thinking about what we can do to them rather than what, what they can do to us. I know they can hurt us. Obviously, they've got some, some unbelievable players, but I actually think Liverpool won't be relishing this game at all. Yeah, you're right. I think we've definitely got the players that that can hurt them. I think the only the only slight concern that you have is the fact that when Jurgen Klopp made his changes last weekend, they really made a difference when you think about Darwin Nunes coming on. And then when Newcastle took off Tonali, that was a major a major thing for them him getting taken off. So, I think the only thing that you think well maybe Liverpool are stronger is their bench options. Certainly yeah, they can the change forward. a game. Yeah, certainly in their forward position. So, you know, we've got to be wary of making a fast start like Newcastle did and then having a, a kind of natural drop-off in the second half as what Newcastle did. But you're right, I think we can go there. And, and the, the, the performance at the tail end of last season at Liverpool was was brilliant. And, you know, we had chances in that game to, to win it, really. Um, so, I think we can go there and, and cause them problems. Bailey, you know, if he plays DRB... I just wonder whether he might still go with cash on that right-hand side or whether yeah, there'll I be think changes. He I think it'll be the same team as Burnley, in all honesty. Mm. I can't see him changing that. Except for the goalkeeper. Martinez looks like he'll, he'll probably play. Yeah, I think he trained yesterday, didn't yeah. he? He said so. He's got one opportunity today to prove his fitness and then you would have thought if he's proved his fitness, he's back in. Right, he's back in. Although you have to say, Olsen, 
Olsen has, has been looking more comfortable with the more yeah, he games has. he's had. He has. He has, yeah, give, give him credit where it's due. Everyone jumps on him when he does something wrong. He made some good saves in the in the Hibs games, Hibs game, sorry, and he made a really important save in the Burnley game as well. Actually, I actually thought his distribution was pretty good against Burnley as well. So he does deserve credit because everyone leaps on him when he when he does something wrong. It's only fair that you praise him when he's played well. But obviously, if Emmy's fit, he's coming straight into the team and, and playing that game. The thing I like about this game as well, I always feel like Watkins scores against the big six. Well, the so-called big six, I feel like Watkins comes alive. He hasn't scored in the Premier League yet. I am feeling pretty confident that he's going to break that duck in the Premier League tomorrow and, and, and score against Liverpool. But on Liverpool's front three, you feel like Nunez will come in and play, play now. Salah's obviously a given on the right. And then I guess it's out of Jota and Diaz. Diaz has got off to a, to a great start to the season, scored a, scored a few goals, got, a, got, got an assist as well, I think. They may think about managing his fitness at some point because he's coming back from, from a big injury. So I think you'd think Nunes is probably going to play. What, instead of Gakpo? Yeah, I just think you, you're scoring two goals against Newcastle full of confidence. I'd be shocked if Klopp didn't play. You might even see Gakpo move into the move into the number eight position again. I'm not, I'm not sure. It, again, it's difficult to know what Liverpool would do. With, with their midfield, now Endo's coming because he's that designated DM, but he might be one that doesn't actually start the game. But I'm specula- wild speculation for me, I don't know what Liverpool's team's going to be, despite being dressed a little bit like Jurgen Klopp this morning with a hoodie and a cap. <laughs> I don't know what Jurgen Klopp's going to do. But I just think if Nunes has come on and scored two goals, two good finishes and, and he's full of beans, it's unlikely he's not going to not going to start him. I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not it's not a bad. Point. I just love Gakpo. I think he's fantastic. I think off the ball he gives Same. you so much. And, you know, I think he's going to be a star of the Premier League going forward. He's got so much development to do as well, and he's not the finished article. And I think, you know, he can score goals and uh, he can be, you know, he's physical, he's big, you know, he he can do everything, Gakpo. I'm a massive fan, absolutely massive fan. So, but you're right, you know, Gakpo could drop a little bit deeper um, and they could could bring in Nunes as, as the lone, as one of their front three, I guess. I don't know. I just think, I think Klopp will be wary of, of Aston Villa. I really do. I think you yeah. know managers will be starting to think about how how they have to defend against us, which is a really good place to be because I can't foresee him going in with Alexander Arnold, uh, Zobersly, McAllister as a as a midfield three, and then a potential Gakpo dropping dropping in to make the box. I just can't. I can't see him doing that. I think Endo will have to start, and then. Alexander Arnold's coming into midfield to make the the two pivots, and then it's a case of okay, who are going to be the the flying eights or the two tens? So, and Sobersly is so good, so he has to play, and then it's a case of well, does he end up dropping McAllister? I don't know. So yeah, it's interesting. Gakpo could play from the left, I guess, as well potentially. Gakpo, yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, Nunes yeah. even can play from the left actually yeah. as well. I, ju- I just think Nunes has got to start for them after scoring two goals. It, I mean, I've, I've said all this, and he probably won't won't start now. I think. <laughs> Well, I've just complete what I said about Endo now. I think because it's Villa and because they don't have Van Dijk, it would be a huge risk not to play a mm. designated DM, someone who's a specialist in that position, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think he has to play, and then it's a case of whoever fits around Endo, which seems strange because he was like almost the forgotten signing in this transfer window just because he's gone, you know, he's not a superstar. It was a relatively, you know, reasonable transfer fee come in from a, a side who was struggling at the bottom of the Bundesliga last season in Stuttgart and now suddenly 
it's like he's first name on the team sheet for Liverpool on this occasion just because of their selection issues. So yeah, it's almost a, a massive turnaround for Liverpool and for him for Endo to be to be first on the team sheet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Salah's going to want to send a message this weekend. So I think Villa have got to be careful of that. He is going to want to perform. I think everyone's going to have their eye on him this weekend, his body language, how he's walking around, you know, particularly if he gets substituted, which we know he doesn't like. So I think there'll be a lot of eyes on Mo Salah this weekend and how he reacts in front of that Anfield crowd. Yeah, I wouldn't play him if I was you, Klopp, if, you, if you're watching. Just play, <laughs> give, him, give, him, give him a rest. And he's taken out. His mind must be all over the place. So you probably don't want to play Mo Salah this weekend, I wouldn't think. Jurgen Klopp. CC says in the chat, Liverpool at Anfield is a formidable force. We'll have to be at our best, nipping at their heels, forcing mistakes, upsetting their rhythm. We'll have to take chances as Diaz, Nunez, Salah and Gakpo will. I think it's probably worth saying that Liverpool's home record is absolutely outstanding, even when they've been stuttering in the Premier League. Largely, I remember them losing to Burnley once and Ashley, and Ashley Barnes goal. But largely, they just they just don't lose at home. It, it doesn't really happen. Their Anfield record under Klopp is absolutely ridiculous. Mm. And the keeper as well, Allison is just yeah, so good. good. The unbelievable save last week against Newcastle. You've got to do something special to to get past him. And yeah, I think you know Villa have to take their chances when they when they arrive. Which I think you know. There's not too many times that you can say that, you know, we, Villa are going into a game where you, where you go, where they have to take the chances because actually we've created such a, a lot of opportunities in in uh, in previous games. So you just wonder, like, if as long as we get enough chances, I think we'll score goals. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rare that we'll end up drawing a blank. So I feel like we will score. It's just, can we yeah. stop them scoring at the other end? I mean, it's still only two games under Unai Emery in the league where we've where we've not scored two games overall. In fact, where where we haven't scored under Unai Emery, we are a prolific outfit. In fairness, probably something that, that we all know because we know about all the records and stuff. But I think in the wider media, probably doesn't get spoken about how proficient Villa are in. in front and I think of dangers goal. from all areas as well. From all areas, I mean, yeah. the, the finish, the finish from Matty Cash. What that was an unbelievable yeah. finish. Unbelievable. Such a, such a quality finish for someone who hasn't been in those positions really this for for a year or so, you'd say, maybe even longer than that. That finish was incredible. John McGinn's getting in the box and scoring goals. Um and then Diaby who just seems absolutely lethal, given yeah. an opportunity, he's putting it in the well, back of the half, so, Yeah. So I think goals from all areas as well. And we said we're talking about this and Watkins hasn't scored, so yeah. I think you know, there's, that's a real positive that there's goals coming from all areas of the pitch. Let's get some goals from centre back as well. We don't we don't score enough goals from from, from centre back. Diego Carlos, who I expect to play, yeah, see him get on the end of a end of a corner or something. I did see a, a comparison between Diaby and some other new signings on like a fantasy football podcast the other day, and the guy who was doing it picked putting someone else in instead of Diaby because of his expected goals. That's because his goals have come from. They're not even half chances, really. The, the the two that he scored, so he's he's looked lethal so far, given even a, a like a, a flicker of the goal. Diaby he hasn't had like a, a clear cut chance, really. He scored two goals, but they've both come from, like I say, not even half chances. Yeah, he's running hot, isn't he, at the moment? And you know, everything when you when it comes to XG, you expect it to level out over the season. So, you know, he's not going to keep on scoring all of these slim. XG chances, you know, they will level out over the season. But 
you know, take advantage while he's running hot at the moment. Just keep playing him. Put, put him in your fantasy team because everything he, he strikes oh, at the moment. Is... If I put him in, he won't do anything. To, no, no point. <laughs> he's in mine. He's in mine. So there you go. There you go. I've only got Watkins, which tells you everything about my fantasy football look. <laughs> blank, blank so far for, for Ali Watkins. Right then, Dave Reid, we all want to go before the football starts, the Everton-Sheffield Sheffield United-Everton game. Not going to be a classic, but I watch every Premier League game I can, so I want to get downstairs for it. What's, what's your score prediction? I'm going to go for uh, score draw, I think. So 1-1, one, one, I think, is my prediction. I've got, it's got a feeling for Villa to win 3-1. You we've fancy, done it, we've fancy done it a bit of off the bench? Yeah, we, I was, you know what? I was actually thinking that before 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 we came. I got a feeling he'll just come on and 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 put in a thrunker with his with his left foot like a, like a traction engine. That's what a I thrunker. A thrunker. With his, he has got a he's got an unbelievably powerful shot. Zaniola. I've I've just got a feeling for Villa to win three one. They've won at Anfield three one a couple of times in in my life. In fact, I can think of three off the top of my head that that, that they've done it. So I've I've just got a feeling. For it, I think we really will be able to get get at them. They'll get at us. We'll have to ride our luck a little bit at times. But if we can be we can be resolute, we only had really a 10-15 minute period where we looked a little bit suspect at the back last week against Burnley. Other than that, it was relatively comfortable. I've just got a feeling. Sometimes you get these feelings that we that we're going to do something. So yeah, three one to Villa for me. Right, Dave Reid. Thanks ever so much for joining me. And thanks to those that have joined us live and engaged with us in the chat as well. Not sure if we'll do a post-match show because it's on the Sunday and we do 1874 with Greg on the Monday, so we'll probably utilise that show again like, like we did last week. Like I said, I don't want to just be pumping out endless videos talking about the same thing. It's worth nobody's time. So yeah, it may be that we, me and Greg talk about the game on Monday in our podcast. Software update, not ideal timing at all. Yeah, if you're watching the game or going to the game on Sunday, please, please enjoy it and please, please bring back three points. I would thank producer Lee, but he's done something here that I didn't like, so I'm not going to thank him. Thanks ever so much for watching Up The Villa. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.